0: Heartbreaking loss for New York last weekend against Montreal. Team try to turn the page with the first of four straight at home. Columbus in town on Wednesday night to Red Bull Arena. Today on Red Bull Weekly, our podcast series, we get a chance to catch up with Red Bull goalkeeping coach Yuri Nieminen with Connor Late. This is Matt Harmon. Thanks, as always, for listening. Now the midpoint of the MLS season, New York Red Bulls set to take on a very important team in the Columbus crew coming up with a, a homestand that maybe will be the thing that kind of gets this team jump started and hopefully turned around the right way with my podcast partner, Connor late. I'm Matt Harmon. This is Red Bulls weekly. We're brought to you by the New Jersey Institute of technology. Uh, Connor, obviously right now, the team is in a little bit of a, a stretch that's in a way difficult to describe because as you look at it, it seems like they're dropping points and or case in point last time out, losing games in ways that are almost unimaginable.
1: Yeah. It's, it's been a little bit tough to diagnose. I know it. it, I think the glaring thing that stands out is just finishing games strong. And I think, you know, you're putting yourself in position to, to get results, to get wins. And then for them to slip away late in games, that's, that's tough pill to swallow. Um, and especially the way that some of these losses and uh, draws have kind of gone down, it's been a little bit wild. So I think it's uh, definitely disappointing. I know the squad is is not happy, and they're looking to you know get back after it in a huge game against Columbus, who again another team who's not thrilled or with where they stand in the league up to their standards, and so. This is going to be a huge game, uh, you know, really for both sides and uh, especially New York. I mean, they've got to get back in the win column. I think it's these are, you know, the part of the season where you need to start getting results and really not even just single results, getting, you know, a streak of, of good games and start to build some confidence going into the second half of the season.
0: You know, a couple of things, Connor, to that point, Um, I I spoke with one of the Columbus broadcasters today, something that'll air on the Red Bull social media channels later on um, today and or tomorrow. And you think of it for Major League Soccer, the the trick is to to your point, get on a little bit of a roll. You know, now New York is in this stretch of a schedule where you've got Columbus. NYC, Chicago again, and then D.C. after Labor Day weekend as part of the international break. And you think you've got four straight at home. If you're going to make a run and get back at least into the playoff race, not saying at the end of the four games you'll be above the line, but if you want to be in the race, you really need to take advantage of four games at home in a row.
1: It's absolutely crucial. You, these have got to be you know, getting into these games, getting three points out of each one of them. You know, You're at home. You know, a place where, you know, in the past you've been very confident, even this season, you know, four, two and two. You I think it almost seems like it's a different uh, record at home because of some of the some of the losses and a couple of the draws. I think it's you know, you still you should feel so confident in Red Bull Arena and you know, the fans back in the building. I think it's it's imperative that you get huge results and you know, especially against some big teams coming in you know uh you know New York City obviously Columbus tomorrow night um you know Chicago who's you know coming into form a little bit so you know it, it's it's getting interesting in the east that's for sure and you know if you look like uh team of Columbus you know they can go off at any point and they put a you know a series of games together they and they get some confidence they're gonna be they're gonna be dangerous uh New York City obviously has been they've been class this year um you know has some big results obviously you know they're played in rebel arena quite a bit so they're uh you know pretty comfortable here but i think it's it's time to show them who who's boss at home coming uh this weekend but it starts with tomorrow night um you know get a couple familiar faces in the building you know bradley and Derek coming back and it's it's going to be interesting because you know guys who know ins and outs of this system and so i'm sure they're preparing their team for this match and uh it's definitely going to be tricky but you're 100% right on where you've got to get results at home and this is going to be probably the biggest stretch of the season getting these you know four matches it's it's imperative that you know you're you're looking at each of these games and they should be wins.
0: Talk about our guest coming on in just a second Connor let's finish w- with this before we talk about what else we have coming up uh, today on Red Bull Weekly. I remember a stretch for you guys with Jesse as the head coach and I can't recall if it was 16 or 17, where there was a little bit of a stretch where putting games away was an issue for you guys as well. Um, and it was always that late late game, last 15 minutes. You, you're, you're remembering probably better than I am, um, and I hate to bring it up, but does it become almost a, a mind game within players? Are they, are they now starting to wait for bad things to happen instead of going out and making good things happen?
1: Yeah, it's funny. I, I'm pretty sure that was 16, where it was, it was the dreaded two nothing lead that we always seem to put ourselves in in position. And it, it's crazy when one or two of those results don't go your way, and you start to let things slip a little bit. The little details, there's anxiety that starts to creep in, and it, it's it's pretty wild. And it's something that you know going into it, it's like, listen, we're up. We should keep you know sticking to our principles. Not sitting back, you know, trying to get after teams, still, still trying to make it difficult for them. But you, you know that they're you're going to concede some chances as teams are pressing at the end of games. And I think it's, it's something that it's it's even hard to put your finger on. It's just kind of in the back of your mind. And I'm sure that's going on with the team now. You know, they've played so well for big stretches of the match, and then you let a little thing slip, and things can't crumble after that. You know, a, a little crack can't. Make the house fall down, you know. It, so it's it's interesting, and I think this is going to be something that you know it's similar in that sense. You've got to get in your own head and kind of knock down these barriers. And I think it's almost when you get in these moments, you have to you have to be even more in tune with the details and e- make sure each guy around you is you know not letting anything slip because you know when there there is those little uh, lapses in concentration, that's when you're you know you not only are you uh, you know, getting away from your game plan, but the other team's getting more and more confidence going into the match. So it's interesting. I'm sure, you know, I don't know if there's a, uh, we get a sports psychologist in here who can maybe give us a little bit information on that, but it, it's crazy how those things happen. And it happens in every sport. You can see it everywhere. Kind of, you know, big moments in match, big moments in the match. You have to You have to really rise to that level and not let anything slip, but it, it's crazy. It's definitely reminiscent of, uh, I think it was 2016.
0: Our guest today on Red Bulls Weekly is uh, New York Red Bull goalkeeping coach Yuri Niemann. Uh, Connor, obviously the first thing that we're probably going to ask him about is the way that the game finished against Montreal In, in all of your times. And Giles and I talked about this on the radio broadcast the other night. Can't remember anything as crazy as that. I mean, you might see a redo every once in a while, but to take it three different times with three different kickers, and two saves. It was such a wild, heartbreaking end.
1: That was one of the craziest things I've ever watched. Man. And I think, you know, my jaw was on the floor, and I, you know, I had to really like comprehend what was going on. And I, I, I've never seen anything like that. You know, I, like you said, I've you've seen things being retaken once, and you know the the feeling after that. You know, it's demoralizing for for a goalkeeper who, you know who's put in such a position really to make a save like that and then getting it called back. It, it's, that's such a tough blow to have it three times. I, I've never seen, I've never seen anything like it. And I, 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 you feel horrible for Carlos cause he does so well on all three really of those PKs and to get a hand on the last one is even, almost even more uh, just such a gut punch. And uh, so, yeah, I think uh, I'd be interested to see what Yuri's take on it if he's seen anything like that and, his his experience as a player and a coach, but you know, really, ah, uh, it, it's been you know, I'm I'm still trying to wrap my head around. I I can't really tell you. <laughs> it's just
0: wild. Well, we'll be able to really dive into it from the goalkeeper side of things when we uh, take a break. Come back, Yuri Nieminen will join us here on Red Bull Weekly. Connor Laid, Matt Harmon, brought to you by NJIT. New York Red Bulls Weekly brought to you in part by the New Jersey Institute of Technology. NJIT makes industry-ready engineers in more than 20 fields. If it's engineering, it's at NJIT, number one in the nation for student upward economic mobility. Learn more at njit.edu. Back after the break on Red Bulls Weekly with Connor Laid, I'm Matt Harmon. Reminder that Steve Jolly and I have the radio call coming up for you later on tonight as Columbus is in town to take on New York. Steve and I will start our pregame show at 7 o'clock with the 8 o'clock kickoff set. We just talked about the way that the last game for New York finished up, and it couldn't be... A better week in some regards, and probably a very difficult week in other regards. To have on Red Bull goalkeeping coach Yuri Neiman. And, Uh coach first and foremost. Thanks for coming on um, and giving us some time here. I, I know it's hard when you've got three games in a week and the midweek game as well. First, uh, good to catch up with you. Uh, spend some time. Um, I need to just jump right in and think. Well, have you ever seen a game end the way that it did over the weekend in Montreal?
2: No way. No way, never ever. It's it's a unique experience for sure. And and in this case for us, not in a good sense, but never seen anything like that, never. You
0: know, know, so interesting because, you know, watching it live as it was going on, on TV for me and live and in person for you, the first save, I thought there's no way they would call that back. Now, was he was he stepping forward? I guess you know maybe this opens up the debate for a larger conversation about penalty kick takers being able to stutter and stop on their way up when you're asking the goalkeeper to stay flat-footed. But what what do you talk to Carlos about after the game? Because not only does he make one save, he makes a second, and then gets his hands on a third. His reaction after the third—it was almost like he was ready to explode, feeling probably like I just let the team down. But man, you had already made two amazing saves.
2: Yeah, that's it. Like that. No, that generally my approach is always like straight after the game, whatever the goalkeeper needs there. It's not my my time yet to go with my opinions on stuff, you know. So just to be there, be, give support, and and most of the time, what professional players—they want to know, they want to know the facts so maybe showing the clip of something or or, or whatever you know it's a, it's so much easier to handle when you when you know what happened It's not only what you think happened so that's something but but of course being being there uh, available that's the most important thing from my from my role, role standing point
1: yeah yeah we we Matt and I talked about this and I don't think either of us have seen anything like that ever we were talking about how you know, even when it's you get one, uh, you know, and it's it's kind of unique. But for a goalkeeper, someone who's played at a high level and coached at a high level, how difficult is that? Not only to face three penalty kicks in a row, but to face it for three different uh, takers as well. You know, having how much preparation goes into that, and what what's going through your mind? Yeah.
2: <clears throat> so um, of course, we have the scouting for all the penalty takers and all the scenarios and options, but scouting is always only a prediction always. So besides of the scouting, which in this case, we had the scouting of all these three guys. But besides of that, we we're trying to learn certain kind of um, concepts, behavior patterns and these kind of things that we can lean towards those um, because also the the penalty takers they know that we have all the information they they know we prepared so they are prepared so so that's why we wanna we wanna learn something that is more sustainable than that um, and have and all the goalkeepers have more in their toolbox than just the just the shooting map or something like that.
0: Yuri, on on so many levels, your answer there it, it sounds technical and I think it is technical because that's the way that the game is now going, it's not just, Hey, we're going to guess and hope that we guess. Right. I mean, clearly luck plays a role in it. Right. But, but it's so analytical now that, you know, exactly how many times a kicker has taken to the right, to the left top corner, bottom corner. Um, It's not as simple as just going out and playing anymore. How has that changed for you as a, as a coach with a specific position like a keeper to diagnose, and then be able to deliver all that information?
2: Yeah, so of course, that it has to be much more than just the analysis or the video or, or talking about it. So, of course, we need to take these things into the field as well. But, we, of course, we cannot prioritize the penalties in weekly basis. Uh, so we need. I need to make sure as a coach that the goalkeepers get, let's say, reinforcement on these things, or we can go deeper into – A certain kind of penalty taker behavior once we play against an interesting opponent or something and now in this case for example you could see that in the uh, third and decisive penalty Carlos didn't go anywhere he was waiting to react so that's another strategy based on information that he's able to read from the situation Um, and that's also a um, product of a process it's not just a I tell him do something. No, it has to be from what we do in the training and what I'm trying to to give or teach or help. It has to be his own process now where I'm uh, facilitating and guiding it.
1: Yuri, we've seen uh, Carlos has some big performances this year and some really massive saves. Can you talk us through a little bit about the competition within the goalkeeper room? You know, you've got Uh, some great experience with Carlos and Ryan, and then some young talents with Luca and AJ. Can you talk us through kind of what each guy brings to the table and uh, how competitive it is every day in training? Yeah, I, I always tell the goalkeepers that
2: most important person for you in your own training is the other goalkeeper, not me. I can create the environment, but the guys have to have to be there helping each other and when i tell helping when i say helping each other it doesn't mean hey good job good work whatever big save but really being there acting as a strikers acting as a defenders good service all that and and only now we we are in an in an environment where where we help really help each other and support each other and and that's been amazing with this group um of course there is a bad days and good days for everybody and and you know now it becomes the moment to support each other and uh, push each other up when when it's needed. But uh, all together, uh, it's a great group. Everybody is is willing to help each other. Between the between the exercises, I'm giving coaching points. But now they trying to give coaching points to each other, and I'm always asking, please help with that, help with that. You can see from that dist- that angle, you can see different things. Can I, I, I can see. And even sometimes, because for me, the rhythm of the training session is so important. Sometimes I need to cut those great conversations and say, "Say, sorry, guys, we need to go get back to work. Um, and I think that's a good sign instead of everybody just taking a zip of water, collecting balls and continue. But they really, really try to help each other and, and give feedback to each other. So that's most important for me as a coach.
1: That's great. Uh, you know, I've doing the commentary for Red Bull 2 games this year, I've obviously seen you at a lot of the games and I know you're studying to see how Luca and AJ are doing and, you know, two great young goalkeepers who, you know, have shown a lot of promise and have had some good performances in those games. What has it been like for young goalkeepers to kind of play under a guy like a Carlos or Ryan and learn from these guys? And how have you kind of seen them grow?
2: Mm, First of all, the most important is that we we learn from each other's experiences. So not that everybody has to really live every single experience. So something happens to to Carlos in the game. We talk about it. It doesn't need to be an official meeting or anything always, but we talk about it. AJ gives his opinion. Luca can give his opinion. Um, I'm asking Ryan, what did he saw? What what does he think? Of course, I have something in my mind that I want to get answers from, but you know, we use all those moments as a learning uh, opportunities for all of us, and and I'm I'm also hoping to hear something else from Ryan. Hey Ryan, give me also something new angles, new perspectives, there. Um, and same happens when when something happens in our USL Red Bull Two game, we discuss about it and we take that scenario into training. So it's not only that we work only now. Carlos has been playing, so we work only on his. Feedback and his preparation. We also take take things from Red Bull Two games and and yeah, wherever wherever. But of course, creating priorities there. Um, and of course, the development uh, and the process of Luca and AJ as are as important as uh, Ryan San Carlos is for me. And and over there, we have a great great co- cooperation with the Red Bull Two goalkeeper coach Jeremy Proud. So so we we work. We work together in all these aspects in USL training, in first-team training, continuity from training session to training session, from scenario-wise, but also individual development-wise. So it has to be daily uh, dialogue on that.
0: Yuri Niemann joining us here on Red Bull Weekly. He is the uh, Red Bull goalkeeping coach. Uh, Coach, you know, on, on some levels, your journey... Back to Major League Soccer, so interesting. You know, kind of reading up on it a little bit. Grew up in Finland, number one. Started coaching fairly young, right? If I if I am reading correctly,
2: yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. So, of course, I played at the same time, but I started coaching already uh, when I was fourteen. Did my first goalkeeper training at that age, um, and not only goalkeeper training, but also like the summer camps for the kids and whatever was available um like i said played at the same time but was all the time leaning towards creating my my career and life as a as a soccer coach
0: and not only jumping into the coaching world while you were playing but traveling all over the world i mean spending time in finland spending time in qatar in estonia um in south africa with a stop in major league soccer first with san jose when yeah. when you go to all to to all of these little places and all of these different places, I should say, how difficult is it for you to establish yourself and your credibility with new players, new teams, new places?
2: Um, yeah, I guess, I guess one, one important thing over there is that it's quite um, heavy load for myself, always to, to organize my whole life and, and everything and adapt to a new place. Um, When I first came to MLS, to San Jose, I was trying to watch all uh, all the MLS games that I could to understand the players, to understand the playing styles, to understand the teams. And of course, right in the moment when I started to learn a bit, I went to South Africa and same started over there. But at the end, it's, it's all about being even more and more clear with my working philosophy so that I will be able to adapt and maximize uh, what I have to give in the new environment so I felt I feel like it's getting easier in a way that I'm maybe more clear with who I am and what I want to do in terms of coaching philosophy and, and of course as a person also uh, growing and developing so then then it's quicker and easier to adaptation and be efficient in the new new environment. But same time, it's of course also um, also demanding. So it it always takes some time to to be fully settled. Um, like you can be fully settled in your work and you can start working straight away, but it's a complex complex uh, thing altogether.
0: How how important was it for you coming back to Major League Soccer and this new position that you have? with Red Bull, having already spent time in MLS with San Jose. I, I, I guess saying, like, it wasn't as if you were jumping back into a brand new league. You knew the league, you knew the teams, you know the stadiums, you know some of the players. Probably this transition back to MLS a lot easier than some of your other stops.
2: Yeah, 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 definitely. Now we knew, no, uh, not me o- only as a coach, like you said, it was so much easier, but also for us as a family to, to come over and we knew what to expect um otherwise yeah i feel for example now going to columbus game i know a little bit the history of columbus i know a little bit about the history of players so yeah definitely it's easier and going to daily basis it's also uh, the scouting process when i start to prepare for the opponent it's it's a little bit easier when i know already the starting points and so now it's just about creating the priorities for the week and and all that but but a lot of things involved of course traveling and and all that MLS rules as well is something unique that, that um, I remember back then learning, and now I have an idea already. So,
0: Connor, nobody still to this day understands MLS rules. I don't think we've had anybody on that gets <laughs> all the all the complexities that go along with the league.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think for for. I think that's perfect that you had some experience. You don't have to worry about that because you know a little bit, but I'm sure when you got back, there were some different rules as well. So I think it's, it's always evolving. Yeah. I, one thing I, I, you know, getting to meet you in person and seeing you out on the field, you know, I feel bad for some of these goalies, you know, I, I've seen the way, you know, you hit a ball. And I think that that comes from, man, your legs are like crazy strong. (laughs) <laughs> I've seen, you know they got some real power in them they got some uh they got some incredible uh you know definition of do you, are you crushing leg day how many times a week or is that just ge- genetics T- tell me the secret behind the power in the legs uh yeah of course i was playing
2: a, a lot of this game and other sports when i was young but but going in and thank you so much for a great compliment um so of course like being serious uh it's part of my job i need to create all these scenarios for the opponent, um, sorry, for the goalkeepers, um, whatever they will face in the games. So let's take an example on that. Um, I was in Estonia, I was 26-year-old goal, so 25. And I went three times a week into the winter hall just to practice my left foot corners uh, because I need to be able to give a good good corners with my left foot when we prepare for MLS game and the opponent has a has a gill behind the ball, so we need to be able to prepare the goalkeepers for that. And I have to be the one kicking those balls and, and initi- whatever initiating uh, whatever scenarios for the goalkeeper. So um, it's not necessary maybe, but I see it necessary for myself to be able to um, capitalize the, the coaching philosophy and the method that I, I believe in and I've been developing throughout this year. So. And Yuri, of course, you have to enjoy hitting the ball as well,
0: too. <laughs> Yuri, I was just going to say, you put Connor in his place because he couldn't hit a left-footed ball to save his life. Well, I mean, let's just be let's be upfront and be honest about it. I mean, uh, Connor, you should have been spending some time in Estonia. Apparently,
1: listen, I I need some tests from Yuri on service, and I need how to beat these legs up, man, because Yuri's he's got the golden standard of how legs should look. Oh. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, Yuri, I, needed,
2: I needed that. I needed that. Thank you. Yuri, tell, tell, me,
0: tell me a little bit. You, you mentioned um, the importance of family being in a new place like the metro area, like New York City. What does Yuri Niemann do? Maybe not this week when there's three games in a week, but when you do have a little bit of downtime, what 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 is it that you enjoy? Uh,
2: I switch my phone off. Um, and spend time with my daughter. That's that's most important, and then we do stuff uh, together as a family. Of course it's still a lot of new places to go to, but what we enjoy doing is just to just to go out for parks and and see new places maybe if, you, if there is more time drive uh, to see the sea or whatever explore the new places. so we've been fortunate to see see the world a bit as a family and and we really give a lot of value value on those experiences and and that's what we do or or we do nothing and stay home stay together do nothing play with my uh, play with our daughter and spend time together
0: what's the what's the one thing that since you've been in new york new jersey this area that you haven't been able to do that you're looking forward to be able to do at some point
2: Hmm. definitely going into other sport events that's something that I haven't even been thinking yet. I've been only hoping or dreaming. Uh, no
0: time yet. That's definitely something. Um, what sport? What sport in particular, Yuri? What What are you What are you looking forward to go see? Um,
2: I wanna I wanna go all all the, those events definitely. But uh, growing up, I played hockey, so that's definitely the sport that I can understand more. Um, other than that, I wanna I wanna go to go to see all those places. I wa- like I was able to do when I was in San Jose to see to see all those games: uh, football game, baseball game, ba- um, basketball. Maybe over there, the most enjoyable event was the basketball. So that's something that I'm looking for.
0: Well, listen, I was at the Yankee game not too long ago. Anytime you want to go, will Connor will buy us tickets. He can he can go or not go. To be quite honest with <laughs> you, he can buy his two or he can buy his three, and we'll spend a little time. We'll take you into the Bronx and and go to a uh, go to a game. I knew hockey was coming because I guess in Finland you you pretty much have to know hockey, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, you have to. And I'm I'm also coming from the hockey capital of Finland, so even more
1: even more. There well, you like, go. Got to get him out to a Rangers game.
0: Rangers, Paco,
1: man. Get, get you out there. You got some good. Okay. We have hockey. a deal, guys. There you go. And Matt, um, I mean, if it's a if it's a Rangers game, we'll go together. Matt, you know, he can stay at home because. No, 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 me, no, no. He just throws me under the bus, Yuri. I don't know. I don't need this negativity. Well, we're trying to enjoy a good hockey game. Yeah.
2: You have to do something to pro- support, protect yourself.
0: I'm a ranger fan through and through the three of us would have a good time running around New York city. Uh, Yuri, as, as we said in, at the beginning, I know it's a busy week. We appreciate you coming on. Um, looking forward to the team, turning things around, getting back on the winning side. Hopefully it starts later on this evening with Columbus, but again, really appreciated, uh, having you on and being able to spend some time with you.
2: Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. And and like you said, it's time to turn our, turn things around now.
0: For all of us here on the Red Bull Radio side of things, my partner Connor Lade, Zach, who sets this up for our main man, John Gasparoni. I'm Matt Harmon. Our thanks again to Yuri Neimanin. Red Bulls tonight against Columbus at RBA. Steve Jolly and I have the radio call for you. We started at seven o'clock, and JIT brings you another episode of Red Bulls Weekly.